welcome everyone to hello 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 episode eight uh ocho how have you been mike i have been sick as shit dude yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, really really sick really really sick uh yeah i i uh <clears throat> came down to see my mom that was in the hospital in cookville and by the time i got back home i was sick and so I have, yeah, been really coughing, stuff, stuffy nose, uh, 102 fever at certain times. Uh, I haven't slept uh, in about three three days because of because <clears throat> of my throat being so raw and swollen. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm doing great. <laughs> Ooh, um, all is well. The show must go on, and so here we go. Indeed, um, we do have a guest this week that we'll get to in just a bit. Uh, we'll tell everyone a little bit about her. Yeah. So, uh, right now, what have you been watching? Anything? Well, I watched uh, Alex Strange Love, um, <laughs> which we'll discuss a little bit later with our guest. I actually watched um, a really funny. Steve Martin and Martin Short's uh, comedy special on Netflix. Okay. Uh, actually, just before we started recording, um, it's an evening. I think it's called an evening that you'll forget for the rest of your life. Just two masters of their craft. Uh, what's that? I've been watching, uh, going back and catching some episodes that I've missed. Of uh, a little bit of an older show, Eastbound and Down. Okay, yeah. That's that's about it. Uh, nothing terribly, terribly new. But um, what about yourself? What have you been watching here recently? Okay, uh, as far as TV, nothing much. Uh, the only thing I've tried to catch up on a little bit is I'm about halfway through the second season of River Riverdale. Okay. Are you familiar with the show at all? Now, is that the uh, the Archie show? Yes, the, uh, the Archie show. Yeah. Uh, I am somewhat familiar with it. Uh, our friend uh, Tuck, uh, I think he kind of digs that show. Yeah. I, I've watched a little bit of it, not enough to really form an opinion. Mm-hmm. It's not for everyone, but I do like it. I like the way it kind of incorporates a lot of different things i mean it's a typical teen drama in a lot of ways but then there's always a murder mystery in there too mm-hmm. uh, and there's uh, a lot of other things one thing i like about it you see a lot of the people from the 90s jason Priestley's in it he's in it and uh, some other people that you haven't seen in a while probably but um but also it incorporates a lot of the other stuff from back in the time like josie and the pussycats are on there and they talk about things like Dead Man's Curve and stuff like that, you know. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoy it for some reason. I really don't. I really don't know why. <laughs> like, it's not really something I would typically watch, but I, I do enjoy it. Uh, that's all I've watched as far as uh, TV. But movie wise, I'll run through those real quick. And what I watched since the last time we did a podcast. Okay, the first one I watched was Wonderlust. This is a comedy with uh, Paul Rudd and Jennifer Aniston. Have you seen it? Okay. I haven't, but I do know the one you're talking about. It's where they, they kind of uh, stumble onto a commune, 
and then they uh, <clears throat> they they get they get on hard times, and they go to live with his brother. But his brother was such a dick that they go back to the commune to live. Uh, it's pretty funny. I like it overall. Uh, there, there are certain scenes uh, that, especially when he's uh, talking to himself in the mirror, uh, getting ready to <laughs> to approach a woman. Uh, it's hilarious. But I recommend it. It's 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 not like amazingly funny, but it it does have some good parts in it. Um, I rewatched Dogma. This is stuff new. I watched Dogma a million times, but I still love Dogma. I think it's amazing. What do you what do you think about Dogma? I I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Now it's been quite some time since I've seen it. The one that we always used to watch uh, at the uh, the big hangout back in the day at uh, at Mickey's was uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and Dogma came out before that, I do believe. Yeah, he did. So, it did. So that, that was the big the big one that we used to watch. Uh, but no, Dogma, Dogma is good. So. Dogma's pretty epic. It's, it's even almost too epic for my taste, but I like it. It's, uh, it's so well written. You really got to give Kevin Smith props for how well it's written. It's, it's, uh, and, he's, and he throws all his people, people in there. You know, they used before. Uh, so it's, it's always good to see see all of them come together again. The next movie I watched was an independent horror film called Marrowbone. This is a new one that just came out recently. About this little family family of uh, young siblings that their mother dies and they, they kind of remain together in this house. And uh, there's some weird stuff going on. I could tell you, but then that just really gives it all away. But uh, that Anya Taylor Joy is in it. She's that she was in that movie Split and The Witch, and she's just kind of doing a lot of horror lately. Like she just kind of busted on the scene and said, "I'm going to do horror." Hmm. Um, and uh, it's pretty good. I could tell you a couple movies that it's like, and you'd be like, "Okay, I know, I know what that story's about." I don't even see it. <laughs> so it's not like it hasn't been done. It just hasn't been done for a decade or so. Uh, speaking of speaking of Anna Taylor Joy, uh, there's a movie that just came out called Ther- Thoroughbreds. Have you heard about this one? I haven't. No. Two upper class teenage girls in suburban Connecticut rekindle their unlikely friendship after years of growing apart. Together, they'll hatch a plan to solve both their problems, no matter what the cost. I was really looking forward to this movie, but it's not as good as I thought it would be. It says Heather's meets American Psycho. I'm like, that sounds good. Hmm. It wasn't really like that though. I mean, it's it's a pretty decent watch, but I can't say it's by any means amazing. Up next was we uh, was uh, Red Sparrow. Have you seen this one? No, no, it is it is on my radar because I do love me some Jennifer Lawrence. So okay, yeah, well, you'll probably like this one. I mean, it was all right. I, I, it's not probably my movie necessarily, but uh, there's some pretty decent twists in it, and you'll probably like her uh, when she's in front of the. School. That's all I'll say about that. But yeah, um, next movie I watched was Wilson. Have you heard of this one? Wilson mm-hmm. is is this a Castaway spinoff? A Castaway <laughs> or a prequel? Maybe it's just the ball. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no. This is um, this is Woody Harrelson. This is a lonely, neurotic, and hilariously honest middle-aged man reunites with his estranged wife to meet his teenage daughter for the first time. I really like this movie. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, the things that he says, and, and they're right. Like, he just, he's really honest about stuff, you know, because he's like, he really is lost in this new world of technology and everything because he's definitely older school, you know? Hmm. But uh, it's funny, though. I, I, I really, I, I usually like Woody Harrelson, what he does for the most part. 
And uh, it, uh, so what the thing, the poster and on the trailer too, depicts is when he goes into a stall and there's a bunch of stalls, but there's only one guy using the bathroom. Mm-hmm. He'll go to the stall right next to him to strike up conversation. <laughs> like he's just, he's just that kind of guy. So it's pretty funny. The next thing I saw was Death Wish, the new one. Uh, with uh, Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis, Eli Roth, directed, yeah. Hmm. It was okay. Um, it wasn't too bad. It was, it, you know, it's a, it's a typical action film, I guess. And, you know, you've, you've seen this stuff before. It's probably a little bit uh, gorier than maybe a typical action film, probably because Eli Roth directed it. But, um, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It, it did a film, and, and I know people said this, and I was like, and I didn't know what they were talking about. But it does. It did feel really kind of like a pro gun rally in a way, because they were because they were talking about protecting yourself and all that stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, let's see. I did a revisit of the Mothman prophecies. Have you seen this movie? It has been a while. <laughs> Richard uh, Gere. Yep. What do you think about this movie? It's certainly interesting. Now, now you said you said not too long ago. Uh, that uh, you experienced this firsthand, or or, or have seen things? Not maybe not experienced it, but oh, have no, seen no. stories or something. Oh, or there, was a, there was there was a but no, there was a bunch of stories that happened in Chicago recently. Yeah. Sightings of the Mothman or whatever. <clears throat> but I don't know. I don't know if any of that's been debunked or what. But no, uh, there was there was like forty something, thirty forty something uh, reported sightings. It was pretty crazy. But this movie, I actually love this movie. I, I don't know why, but I think this movie is just so well done. I think it's just amazing. Uh, and it's not really a horror movie, really. Like, it's not, but it is. It's really, it's like probably one of the better horror movies in a way. You know, there's no blur guts and stuff in this movie, but uh, I just like how, how it all plays out. And, like, some of the things that the guy says uh, to Richard Gere uh, that's so creepy. Um but yeah, it's one of those movies. I actually I bought the the Exorcism of Emily Rose. I bought that that DVD way back in the day, and this one just came as an extra DVD. I never heard of it, and I so I watched it, and I I, I guarantee I've watched this movie 10, 10, 20 times more than I watched uh, Emily Rose, even though I like the movie. But yeah, I, I love this movie. I think it's great. Uh, a new indie indie film, Corbin Nash. This is an indie vampire movie that came out recently and you know it's got a lot of really decent b-movie actors in it but uh, i just couldn't couldn't really uh dig it too much uh we got uh, malcolm mcdowell in here bruce davidson's in here uh, there's some other people that you would know uh cory feldman plays a drag queen <laughs> drag queen vampire it's one of those things where the writer and director cast his brother as the lead and i don't think he really was you know late material but yeah, it was, uh, it was okay. It just wasn't amazing. Uh, next thing I revisited was The Leprechaun, Leprechaun Part 1. Oh, my God. Have you seen the movie? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you can watch it now on Prime for free. Uh, it's one of those movies. All these movies are horrible, really, but it's, it's always good to go back to watch the first one because Jennifer Anson basically playing herself. Or like she, She's just acting the way she always does. She really hasn't changed much, you know what I mean? Right. This, this was her first uh, first role, first big role, I guess, movie role. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. 
it's pretty bad, but it's it's one of those movies that is so bad it's good that it can be enjoyable to watch. Yeah, I think most of the series is like like that. Next thing I watched was Psycho Two. Have you ever seen this? I don't think I have. No, I don't think I have either. But I've always heard really good things about two and three as the continuation pieces for the <clears throat> for the first one, and uh, it, was, it was pretty decent. It wasn't too bad actually, because it it picks up after Norman gets an insane same guy. Uh, Anthony Perkins picks up after he got out of the institution, and so he tries tries to go back to live a normal life, but he finds out that's kind of hard to do. And then he that he uh, <clears throat> planned on I haven't saw three yet, but I plan on watching that one pretty soon. Uh, up next is Candyman. Have you seen this? I have, and it's it's been probably since I was like a kid, like probably before I was a teenager. <laughs> It's been a long it's, time. It's really good. It's a really good movie. I don't know. It's it's pretty underrated. I think uh, it's it, it works on a lot of levels. I think in a lot of ways, all the uh, kind of suspicions and the way and the way it kind of plays out because they they pin it on the on the woman, you know, thinking it's her, but it's him. I like it though. I think it's kind of uh, kind of underrated. <clears throat> the next movie I watched was uh, After Dark movie called Housekeeping. This came out in 2015. Uh, it wasn't very good. Uh, I, I, I mean, I give them effort for trying something new, trying something different. There was very little language or like spoken. Well, no, no, I'll take that back. There was no actual on-screen dialogue, but it, not like a quiet place. There was a lot of dialogue. It was just like from uh, people leaving messages and stuff. People were writing down things and her, and they just kind of doing the sounds on screen. Or like people leaving messages on her machine, um, but that was it. And while that seems original for a while, but the joke kind of got old after a while. I revisited the first Superman. Then, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Not, not the real first, first, but you know the first big one. I still like those old movies. They don't really hold up, I guess. But I, I have a fondness for them because a kid when I was a kid, that was a cra- that was a crazy thing back in the day, you know. Right. Then I went and watched the Gus Van Saint remake of Psycho. Have you seen this? I have not. No. Well, it was totally unnecessary and everything, but it is filmed in color. There's not a whole lot of difference about it, I guess you'd say. It's got some really good actors in it, though. Vince Vaughn plays Norman Bates. Hmm. And and that might be hard to see, but if you've ever seen Clay Pigeons, you know that he can do it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's one of those movies It's not, again, it didn't have to happen, but up next was Total Recall, the new one. With uh, Colin Farrell and mm-hmm. who is the chick? I can't remember her. Jessica Biel and Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Now, I have see, I've seen part of it, and it was one of those that I've seen enough to know. I was like, eh, I don't know about all this. So I thought it was okay. I mean, that's amazing, obviously, but I don't have that much of a fun connection with the original. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. It wasn't. But I will say this. Kate Beckinsale had some really shitty fucking one-liners in there. <laughs> like, this is, her, this is her husband who directed this thing, and he gave her a line where she said, I give good wife. I don't, I don't even know what that means. It was horrible. <laughs> uh, next was uh, Religious, Bill Maher's documentary Religious on religion. Hmm. Have you seen this? 
I have. I don't think I was even aware of it. It's been out for ten years, but oh, well, I've seen it a couple times. It's you can watch it on Prime. I like it overall. I mean, he 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 really does go out there and talk to a bunch of people who are into different religions and kind of gets. Well, if you know Bill Maher and where his stand is on that thing, then you probably know where it's going to go. But right. um, he he talks to a lot of people and kind of spins it in the way he he's you know trying to say it. But yeah, it's it's interesting these people and what they kind of how they approach him with their views. That's it, man. That's that's all I got. And, and thank God because I can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So now you want to get to the part where we get to interview our next guest? Uh, yeah, sure. All right. Sounds good. Well, so today we're going to be talking to a good friend of mine. We've been friends for a long time, known each other for many, many years now. Uh, it's got to be going on like, I don't know, 17, 18 years. I have no idea. It's been a long, a long time. But, um, but one of the things that we had – we have in commons. We used to write poetry, so she used to be a very avid uh, poetry writer, and now I think she's more just of a full-time mom. But she's very much a connoisseur of art with music and movies and stuff. But we'll get to talking to her about all that stuff. So, uh, without further ado, let's get to talking with Glorianne. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, all right, how do I classify you? Is it okay to say that you are a writer? You're not really. You don't really write that much anymore. No, I mean, I, full-time mom, who, I think that's my job at this point, four mm-hmm. years into it, used to be the writer, okay. as you know. Was a former poet? Um, writer? Writer poet? No. Eh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm into, I think it's so bizarre because I used to want that title so bad, like uh-huh. artist, creative, but then it's like you don't want to call yourself that because you don't want to sound you don't know your where you are in life sometimes so I mean I'm just stay-at-home mom right now fourth year into it uh, I do watch a lot of television and I've always watched a lot of tv okay I mean you can just call me, you know I can be the mom the mom review <laughs> um you know it's funny you mentioned that the whole at some points in your life you don't know where you're at and you, you strive to be the artist. I know I, yeah. I've been there. Uh, I know in my twenties, early twenties, I, I went through a period where it was uh, experimentation and you trying to, to write different things and playing music. Yes. And I, th- exactly. And, that, and Mike knows me probably 10 years. We've been, you know, that artist, looking for our place in the art world or you don't know where you stand anymore in the I'm in my 40s now and I don't know what that word is sometimes I don't know where I who that person is sometimes and I I would yeah that's very well put I think too and I don't know if this is a case of of getting a bit older or, or just times changing in my opinion I think art is has changed just yeah, in, in the past for sure. 10 years well since the internet and and things of that nature has taken over as almost a it's like form. 
it's almost overwhelming how much is out there before you would search for something special. And I don't feel it. I can find that special part of it. And but I watch my daughter who's eight. She finds this special in like yeah. different art projects. And I, it's like her time to find it. Right. And, and uh, that's, you know, that's something Mike and I have, have touched on uh, in past episodes where, you know, growing up, you would, uh, event viewing for your favorite show would be a thing. Yes. Or you would yes. go to the store to buy an album or. or oh, yeah. And now it's just yeah. like, okay, so I missed, uh, missed the show. I'll catch it next day on Yes. I mean, I remember X-Files was like a thing yep. with my roommate, my best friend, and we would put the answering machine on. No one could make a call us during that hour. And we used to do that to several shows. And we'd turn all the lights off. We'd make popcorn. It was serious, you know. And now it's like, yeah, I'll catch it later. Or I got it on the... And, I'll, and then you fast forward through stuff now, and it's it's not that special time. And I'm trying to do that with my daughter. I'm trying to make the popcorn and turn down the lights and I'm trying really hard to give her that feeling. I tell you what too, it's I, I really see it I really see it in music, um the the specialness as you're calling it and I well put yet again. It's like a feeling. In in music I see just the lack of quality albums. Totally. I'm not saying they're not out there. Uh, I, I guess I'm strictly speaking from a mainstream perspective. And that's right. No, I agree. But I mean, I totally agree. It's just lack of quality albums. Everybody's worried about a single. Yeah, and that's why I like movies, and I've always been that way. I've always been a movie movie person. You can always find a special movie. Uh, for me, I mean. That was one of the things that I wanted to, go ahead. to talk about. And when you bring you on here, Gloria, was the fact that on your Instagram, you brought up the, the whole question of if you had to live without one, movies or music, which would it be? And you said <laughs> you said you could live without music, but you couldn't live without movies. And I know a lot of people were right. kind of disagree, disagreeing with you or kind of like. They love to disagree yeah, with that. Right. I asked that five years ago and everybody, no one, everybody couldn't live without music five years ago. And I did it again. And you actually were probably the only one that did. I, was gonna say, I know at, at that point, I didn't know if later on anybody agreed, but I think I was the only one at that point. Yeah. That agreed with me. And I'm not saying movies without right. music. I'm just saying yeah. that I could live without the yeah. radio yeah. and I can't live without a visual in my mm -hmm. head. Yeah. And I, what I said was, you know, it used to be the, the former for me, but now it's definitely, it used to be music, I would say, but now for sure, it's definitely movies. I have to have them to cope with what's going on in the world, you know, I just have to. I'm a movie nut. I've always been into movies, probably, I mean, I just remember having double VCR and going to video land and getting two, two movies and setting up the VCR so after one was done I do a double feature and hit the okay. other one I've always been mm -hmm. into it so Brayden uh, at this juncture in your life how do you feel which one would you uh, could you live without would it be music or movies there was a time that I would lean more in the direction of movies but I, I think I'm the type that I have become so overwhelmed 
by the amount of content, be it movies, TV, whatever. Yeah. I really think I could live without that movies, makes sense. But music, I still have a very fond, very fond place for because there's there's just something that shuts off your brain when you're think overthinking and music does yeah. it for you I think and when I'm overthinking my life I have to put on the TV or a movie because I want to get in there I want to be but, a part of that but place now, on the flip side of all of that I haven't been listening to as much music in the past I would say three months or so because yeah. I've been listening to an awful lot of podcasts. So, uh, you know, well, that's great. But no, I, I would have to go, uh, maybe I, w- I would have to go with um, music for sure. Oh, there's just something that shuts off your mind and it's going to either be, it's some kind of noise, whether it's television or music, it just takes you to another place, another place. When you're overwhelmed, right. but don't get me wrong. I had a, I had, I was playing my records the other day, you know. I, but I can't. I'm still wondering what's going on on TV. Like a couple of shows I'm watching. What are you watching? So right now I'm started. I've started this show Westworld. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I just started it. I don't know why I didn't know. With J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. That's. It's wild. I thought that's fantastic. And then um, I'm waiting for a couple more to come. There's a few more. Have you seen that show, Sinner? I saw it. Yeah, I saw like the first wow. three or four episodes of that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty incredible. Yeah. Is that, that, was, uh, is that the one on USA? Uh, Jessica, is it Jessica Biel? Yeah. 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 Okay. I know what you're cool. talking about, but I've not seen it. The music's pretty cool in that i have been finding songs off shows that i like i'll i'll add them to my spotify Mm -hmm. from tv that's how i'm finding music is (laughs) off of tv but that west world i'm trying to catch up on i mean ed harris is in there it's so dark he's so dark i can't believe that he can go to that level and then anthony hopkins yeah i watched most of the first season i watched the second season i didn't like it till about four episodes in and then I was yeah. like, this is pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely uh, unique. Reality show. I love, like, Big Brother and Survivor. I mean, everybody laughs, but those are some... Big Brother, I just love. Because it's like, I don't have to... You know, I can just turn it on, and... My daughter's into Big Brother. Uh, I can't watch that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that stuff irates me. I know, I know. When you work a long day, my boyfriend works like 12 hours. It's like, that's all you can watch sometimes. Uh-huh. For these shows, like these reality shows, I, we record them and then we fast forward through everything and then we just see who go, gets voted out. I don't even know why we watch them. Sometimes. So this movie, this mo- did we all watch this yes. movie? Strange yes. Love? Yes. You want to get into the movie? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope my opinion's not the only... Bad uh, opinion. Just go ahead. Tell me what you think. Just tell us what you think. <laughs> we all watched Alex Strange though. Tell us what you think. Somebody else go all first. Right. All right, because I think I'm going to be the minority here. I, I'm, uh, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Was it the best movie I've ever seen? No, but 
I honestly think it's one of the better Netflix movies I've seen. That's not a very high standard. I was actually texting Mike when I was watching it, and okay, I said, you know, it, it's not bad, and I think uh, it, it followed a very paint by numbers type formula. And, and as Mike said, you could almost tell everything by the trailer. It pretty much laid everything out. And I mean, it wasn't like I said, it wasn't terrible. I thought um, there was a few funny moments. The the, the frog stuff. I I got it. Yeah, yeah, I that, did that like that. Pretty funny. That's what I, that character Dell who licked the frog was hysterical. Yeah. Um, I liked Claire. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked Elliot, who was the one Alex went for. But the director, Craig Johnson, said he liked John Hughes films. So I was excited because I like John Hughes films. Mm-hmm. And like Breakfast Club and... Yeah you know, Ferris Bueller, and I just thought he said he loved it, and I just thought it was over-sexual. The, and I don't know if that's how kids talk. I don't remember ever talking like that, or watching movies like that till I was older. Right. So all the verbiage was just, like, porn talk to me, like when he's on the bed talking to that monk. I mean, I had to turn it down, but it just seemed like it's the kind of movie when you're young, you have it playing in your room, and then when your mom or dad walks in, you mute it. I don't, there was just something that lacked because of how over-sexual the verbiage was, but I appreciate certain aspects of it. Like, it's something you need to know in life that people struggle coming out, and I think that's, that has value. But don't say that you're going to pay homage to John Hughes and then go that with that verbiage, you know, I, that bothered me. I can see some of the John Hughes. It's like, it's like he kind of, he started to go in that direction a couple of times. I could see, I didn't know that part prior to watching it. And that's actually the first I've heard about that. And thinking back, I could actually see some of that. Yeah. He named Claire. Claire was from breakfast club. So I don't know if he used, you know, he put Claire in his movie. But did do people talk like that in high school? Do you remember talking like that? Because I didn't have a boyfriend. I was about 17. And I didn't talk like that. Like, I didn't. Or is it a guy thing? But then he's making it seem like gay culture is very sexual like that. But I had gay friends and they didn't talk like that. But again, you know, I went to high school in the 90s. So I'm 41. Right. But I don't remember talking like <laughs> that. But I did hang out with people who did stuff. But I was kind of embarrassed while watching it. I didn't, when my boyfriend was home, I was like, have it lower on the volume, you know, because I didn't want him to think like a porn. I thought he, Johnny, my boyfriend, was going to come in and be like, are you watching a porn? Because some of it, when he's on the bed, remember, he's like talking yeah. to that stuffed monkey. And, it, you know, I'm like, I kind of had the volume low on this one. I'm not, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I can't say that it's exactly how people talk. I mean, maybe maybe it is these days with the evolution of anything. I, I would say it's more of just the fact that it's Netflix and they can they can go anywhere. They don't yeah. have to have any sort of rules or boundaries or anything. Remember that movie, like, Porky's? I don't even know yeah. if they were that bad, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do kids relate to this? Like, teenage or people in their 20s? I don't know. I noticed this in the second season of 13 Reasons Why. Oh, yeah. 
Because the first season, now maybe if I went back and watched it, they they cussed. I don't know, but you know, yet again, all supposed to be high school kids. Yeah. But in the second season, I noticed it was like f this, f that, and it was just like ramped up cussing. And I was just just finished it, and and it was just like, wow, really? So, so that. I'm kind of like in the same mode. I don't know if that's... I don't know. I I don't. But it's weird because I do eat lunch with my daughter over at a library at by the high school, and I do hear the f bomb uh, from this group that sits by us all the time. But I don't. I do hear the f bomb a lot. So, but the whole. I mean, how do they know all these sexual things, these young people in this movie? They knew, like, more than stuff I didn't even, I've never heard of. Well, they were, they were, I, they were what, seniors? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just stuff I learned about, like, in my 20s. I, you yeah. know, I. But that is true. The, you know, you didn't have internet back then, so. True. It's all. It's intelligent. Overall, I thought, I liked that they show the anxiety he was going through. I liked the parts where he didn't know if he was straight, but I did feel like that poor girlfriend, Claire, you know, she, she was dating him for like eight months and he was kind of leading her on with his confusion. Mm-hmm. I thought that's, that was sad because her heart was broken. Right. She had a good mom. She had a great mom. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that, you know, I mean, like I said, I watched the trailer. I was like, this is how this is going to go down. And it pretty much did play out exactly the way I thought it was going to, which was fine. I mean, you know, it's not like I really wanted to go the other way or anything. I think it's, and I do think it is uh, more of a here and now thing. I think if they made this movie twenty years ago, it would have went the other way. You know, but, this, but now, now that we're you know where we are, which is it's a it's a good thing. But I'm just saying, um, I feel like that you know at this point, it's it's, it's expected to to be that that way. But now, as far as me, personally, I can't draw any relatability to the character because I've never been that confused. All these, uh, you know, char- you know, people going yeah. now that don't know where to, you know, put their sexual organs uh, are so confused. So, right. uh, yeah, I, I, see, I say this is very highly relatable to them. I don't know which age group this is for. I want to know, I don't know if there's some kind of poll you can take, but I want to know, do is that's normal for teenagers it, it just, who have Netflix. It just says TV mature. So just mature. And does mature mean third? What is it on TV? I'm not even sure. I don't know. I'm but I just would be so upset. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could be like an R. I didn't think that needed to be in there when he was trying to hook up with that girl at the college party and he was look, he's like, I'm ready to bang sluts i thought that what makes you not the slut i didn't think the college party scene was necessary some of it i just thought it was some of it wasn't necessary like the whole jock situation and the i thought one party was enough the licking the frog was fun yeah yeah that was hysterical that dell character saved a lot of it so Overall, what do you think? I mean, what do you, what do you rate this? We usually rate it uh, one through ten. One through ten. Just for me personally, I mean, and I like, I hate to do this, but for me, it's it was like a six. There's part I just 
there's the verbiage got to me after a while. It was too much. I don't even want to say it, you know, just over the top vulgar. And I'm okay with, and I've seen a lot of movies like, but this was just for their age group. I just didn't like some of the, the talk. I had to mute this TV a couple times. I was like embarrassed. And it's not that I don't, I don't know what it was. Why did I keep muting the TV? I don't know. It was just over the top. So I'm going to say a six for over the top language, but I'm glad it described the anxieties of coming out and the confusion. Mm. Okay. I appreciate sure. that. Braden? Um, seems like I had the most positive uh, thoughts about the movie, but I'm not going to go much higher. I would say a seven. I mean... You wouldn't buy the DVD? No. Netflix. No. <laughs> no. It's, it's, it would not be a buy. If it came out on DVD. It's not a buy. No. Um, it's, it, it was an okay movie. Uh, like I said, a seven. So. Okay. For me, now I'm going to kind of go about this kind of the same way with Black Panther. Because there's, there's a for me rating that I'll give you. But there's also, I think, a, a cultural a relevance rating. So, like, mm-hmm. for me personally, it's about a five. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's funny at times and stuff, but, uh, uh, you know, as, as a comedy, I, I mean, it's fine. It didn't do too much for me, and it was very, very predictable. Uh, but, again, yes. what Ryan said about appreciating you know, the cultural re- relevance of it all, probably, probably about a seven, seven and a half. Uh, just because, you know, I think it's, it's good to have these kind of shows for those people out there that can't identify way more with this than I can. Yes. Just like the same, yes. same thing with Black Panther. But but that's where but I'm now, there, There's been, I'm thinking this is like the third or fourth movie in the past year um, oh, yeah, yeah. that has dealt with, uh, there was what, P.S. I Love You or something or Call Me By Your Name. I'm probably getting right. these titles. Oh, yeah. I didn't see. Did you see Call Me By Your Name? I skipped that. I watch all the Oscar nominations, but I skipped that because of what was going on in Hollywood. I was feeling kind of sick on some articles I was reading about Harvey Weinstein. I decided I... But I like that movie Moonlight, and that guy Elliot had a poster of Moonlight in his room. I mean, that movie to me just... It was excellent, and that helped me understand certain aspects of gay culture and how hard it is to be a black man and a black man that's gay. I mean, it was just brilliant. But I don't know. I mean, this movie got low ratings from oh, us. <laughs> we didn't give it a three. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if that guy's is he going to be in other movies, Alex? Was he? I don't know. He, he did an okay job. I liked... I, I love that Elliot kid. I can see him doing yeah. stuff. Um, I don't know about Alex. Uh, he looks kind of familiar, know. though. Oh, he... he yeah. Uh, oh, there's a, some movie about adventures in public school. I haven't saw that. Oh. Apparently, he was on an episode of Supernatural. But he's just getting started. He's got eight credits on IMDb. Oh. I'll have to find out what other movies they've all been in. Yeah. So, real quick, you said just finished uh, the the second season of 13 Reasons Why. That book was butchered. I don't know. I The second season, I don't even know what, what the whole trial was about. I thought the first season was pretty good, Yeah. but I thought 
that guy's they took his book and they just I feel I feel the second season, yeah, they had to tie up some loose ends. I understand why Yeah, they I know. Like the the guns, right? There's that. It could have been instead of thirteen episodes, it could have been a solid five or six. The, the I'm, guns, yeah, the guns I, kind of got to me a little. I'm like, yeah, yeah me too. Me too. It was crossing the line. I don't want that show on. I mean, I don't <laughs> want it on. I want it off Netflix. I honestly, the first one is fine. Yeah, and I honestly feel yeah, like, I like that's that. the next step <laughs> for the third season. Like, I have a feeling that's where they're going to go. Like, pursue I, that. And I'm like, no, you don't need to do that. Where? They're going to go in space? They might as well. No. <laughs> no, like the whole, the whole, might be spoilers for those who haven't seen it, but the whole school shooting thing. Yeah, I. Ending around that. And then he yeah. like stops his friend. His friend gets in a car. Like, how yeah. do you like put the guy in your car? I would have knocked him out. And I don't know why you're trying to help. I'm glad he stopped the shooting. Because yeah. it's not, it doesn't have to, it's not what you do right now in life. There, my daughter had a lockdown at her school on Friday. And it just, really? yeah, it, it really, I got a call from the principal on, everybody got a voicemail, do not come to the school. Everybody's safe, but the school's on lockdown. There's police activity nearby. Well, there was four robbers that got loose in the city. They caught them, but it's just, I didn't like it. And it, yeah. I didn't. I don't think. I think they're Dragon's book. They're just ruining him, because they're everybody's going to connect the show with the author, right. and he did great. I mean, his book is not that great. It's it's just a fast read. But the first season was really good. I don't know why they did that. Yeah, yeah. They thought they could have ended it right then, and that would have been fine. Yeah, me too. The trial so boring. I mean, <laughs> watching this like jockey kid rape people. I mean, it's just enough. And then that rape scene in the bathroom. It's just so bad. Yeah. I felt like they went for like the first season with the suicide scene. Like, that disturbed me because it yeah. felt so real. Yes, it did. But this season it felt like they just went for stuff that was like, well, let's just do it to shock it was, <laughs> Yeah, it was like a shock thing. It was like, why not just watch Faces of Death? What, <laughs> what it, You know, what is this crap? Yeah, I mean, the first one, though, was very emotional. I did feel emotion from that. I felt sad for her parents and, you know. But the second one, you're right. It's just shock. Over the top. We've all seen that bathroom scene, like, in American History X. We don't need to see it when we, the rape mop scene, you know. We all know what that is and what goes right. down in prison. Just... Right. It was just disgusting. And people say that really goes on, and that really just makes it more sickening for me. People say it goes on and it needs to be seen. It was hard to watch. Hard to watch, yeah. For sure. Talking to this ghost. I mean, look, I have a lot of dead friends, but I never sat there and had conversation. I mean, I've talked. It it was just weird for me. That Hannah always up in his life. Like, who are you talking to? Schizophrenic, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. That's where I stopped when he was talking to the ghost. Yeah, exactly. I should have stopped there. <laughs> but again, I just fast forward. So, um, this is, you said this is the eighth one, so they're, I should find out where these are. They're hidden in a cave in Omaha. 
Caves in Omaha. <laughs> we, should, we should do some geographical studies. There's that one. It's hidden, okay? Nobody knows it. It's the, it's the archives. The secret cave archives. Right. We put it in Prince's okay. vault. <laughs> oh, yeah. So switching gears, let's go back a little bit and talk about writing stuff. Now, do you read poetry and stuff anymore? I find these books... I'm just reading now. You can say I'm a reader. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. I've always been a reader, but I don't write poetry? at all. Are you, are you reading poetry? I think when you have kids, it's just my creative bug. I can't find the creative bug anymore. Sure. I, it's hard. It's definitely hard. You don't have enough time to really sit and think about it and, and do all these projects. So I get it. Totally. You know, I'm, I don't feel creative anymore. I, I can completely get that. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, like the most writing that I do now is for uh, is for papers for school and stuff. Oh. I, I can do that, whip it up, no problem. But if I try to write a song or a poem, it's done. I'm like, nope. It's like my brain has rewired itself. Like, maybe I, the maybe the internet has molded a part of our brain and we can't get it back because we didn't have internet. You know, maybe the internet has taken us over. Well, see, <laughs> people are making makeup videos. People are opening up products and unboxing yeah. products. They are, they are showing video games. Just people playing video games. I know, I know. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I mean, I've been doing the stay-at-home mom thing. I got laid off a job about four years ago. I thought I had my job locked in. I thought I was going to be there forever, and they just cut us all. And I just kind of lost – I couldn't believe I got cut from a job. I thought I had it dialed in. I thought I was, like, going to get a paycheck forever. So I haven't been doing anything creative. I've been – with my daughter, though, I put her, like, in clay class. Oh, yeah? I, she's – you know, she's in plays. I'm trying to pass it over to her. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, my daughters they they love to dance and sing and, and everything. Yeah, let them be. Let them be free. Don't hold them back. Let them be who they are. You know. Sure. But um. Can we put you on the spot for a second? Oh sure. Okay. Here we go. Listen to this. You keep your semi humble humanity jammed in a beige stained beaded. What is that from? At the bottom of a what? sleeve, black bedraggled bag. <laughs> Gross. So I've officially decided that because you hardly ever donate empathy, I am oh disconnecting from so gross. black luster like you live. <laughs> that it couldn't even be forced out with a finger. So, during a dreary, desperate day, one of those many days you feel utterly lonely, grab a razor blade. Disappear oh, the area on your body. Press down straight and firm. Breathe through the pain. And slice through malicious epidermis layers, through what is this from? aggravated muscle mass, until you see pumping botched blood, polluted blood, so contaminated by hostility that there's a stop this. It's like your system. Stare until you figure your selfish secluded. It's like Thirteen Reasons Part Two. It does not need to be heard. That's like. That's my Hannah days. Those were my Hannah days. Oh. 
How come you have that? I don't even remember recording that. That's so mortifying. I keep everything. Why did I record that? Did you have like a CD uh, you were putting out? I don't know. I know we, we talked about it once. Oh, that's funny. That's my Hannah 13 Reasons. That's the truth right there. It's about suicide. Yeah. But it's so intense, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to be so like intense. No, life was life was intense. It was. It was. When you're in your twenties, it's intense. Sure. But it's not sure. real, you know. When you look back, those moments, it's just you just think you're in a certain moment, but you're really not. Oh, oh, absolutely, I agree. Yeah, it's more. No, it's just. Well, I mean. Oh, that cracks me up. You're feeling that way, so it is in your head that if you can look back, if you can look ahead. You definitely won't feel the same way in, in 10, 15 years. Yeah, I just... Do we want these recordings? <laughs> I mean, do you think mu- musicians feel that way? Do you think they make songs? That must be how they feel when they don't want their old stuff released. Because I always wonder why some musicians don't want old stuff released. And it's probably because they it, it feels weird, you know? Like, mm-hmm. they're not at that moment anymore. Until... They're not making any money, but they yeah. reach an amount of fame. And, and they put up. Like, well, I'm not putting out anything new, <laughs> so let's put this yeah. old stuff out. Yeah, the box set. Speaking of the B sides, your 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 books, you 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 don't have them available anywhere anymore, right? No, I have the box, which I was just looking through the other day of me, you, Scott, everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I have the books, but I'm just saying, like, I can't tell anybody to go get your books. Cause no, you don't have to. Please, no. Oh. <laughs> okay. No. Was there a re- was there a specific reason why you said I'm gonna not I'm gonna discontinue these? I think that I don't know. I just feel like there was never a place for me, and I feel like I failed in a way, and there was never a place for me in that scene, and I feel like I worked too hard to think there was going to be something out there where you just kind of become a popular writer or poet and you don't have to work for it or mingle, (laughs) but you know, it's, it's, you have to mingle, you have to network in this smarmy, yucky world. And I just couldn't do it. And I just feel like, I think it was a fun time, but I don't know why I was doing it, but I'm glad I met you and I'm glad I met Scott. And I just, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. For me now, I think when I really stopped with poetry and everything, it's really when I was putting out book after book, but I kind of felt like I was always saying the same thing. Yeah. It was getting too repetitious, so I was like, I I don't really want to do it anymore. I I, I do have like a half a book that I never finished, never put out, but I probably never will get to. Yeah. Uh, I started about probably like 10 years ago, but I just... I never, never got around to finishing it. I don't know. There's just too much out there right now. Everybody's fighting yeah. for a. Everybody's oh. fighting to get known. You know. Well, poetry was never something that you were going to really get known for. Anyway. No. No, not really. I mean, there were the poets of old, but you know, no real modern day poets that are like rock stars. You know, so you're not going to be living that kind of life as a poet. Anyway. No, you're uh, right. But, you know, but I agree with you that now with the internet, everybody's got a blog that is writing poetry and, and you just see, it's like we were talking about movies and stuff, having too much content. I mean, there's definitely uh, way, way more content than I Yeah, It's I over read. the top. Yeah. I don't even really read it anymore. Do you? Poetry? Me? No. 
Um, no, I can't even look at poetry right now. I can't not. It's just I don't know. I don't. I can't look at it. Not even anybody famous. I. There's just something about those little lines that give me like traumatic stress syndrome. <laughs> I don't know what it is. All right. Okay. The little chunks of wording. I, get, <laughs> I can't look at it right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But I just, I'm not writing at all. I'm not doing anything. I'm just waiting for the sun to go down and then waiting for the sun to come up. But that's kind of, that's kind of a nice feeling, though. I mean, I'm not really doing anything either. I'm supposed to be editing. I'm supposed to be editing right now. I'm very slowly snail paced doing that. But I'm almost done. I'm almost done with my filmmaking career. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's... I've only got one more to go and then I'm done. That's wow. awesome. That's great. That's creative right there. Uh, that's it's just too much. It's it's overboard. You know, you write a you write a poem, you write a song, whatever. Okay, it's it might take you some work, but you got it. You have it. Uh, filmmaking, it's a whole nother ball game. I tell you, it's it's stress overload. But you've made a lot of people happy. You know, you had a lot of good time. I, it was fun. It was fun when it ran. But it's ran its course. You know. Yeah. It's just time to move on. Move on to belly dancing. Got it. Got to find something. <laughs> oh. But... <laughs> we moved on to podcasting. Huh? That's that? great. No, I'm happy for you. That's it's fun, you know, and I be- I listen to a few of them. I listen to Polly Shore all the time. Brett Easton oh, cool. Ellis. Yeah, hey, he's I, oh, I, 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 Yeah, I listen to Brett Easton Ellis too. Yeah, he's great. He's great. I mean, speaking of my favorite writers, he's one of them, and he did Rules of Attraction that did yeah. have gay, the gay guy and. Well, he is gay, right? Yeah, and but I mean, his gay. but yeah, American Psycho, but his movie Rules of Attraction showed the college scene and a guy being gay, and it's just so brilliant. Yeah, um, what's his name from uh, Dawson's Creek? Yeah. Um, three names? No. <laughs> yeah. Think of it. James Vanderbeek. Yeah. Excellent Ooh. movie. Yeah. I love that movie. Okay, it's good. It's, I like American Psycho better, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, of course. I saw American Psycho in the theater. I was the only one there. So, speak, so you're a big horror fan. I know you, you like a lot of horror stuff. Wait, what do you think? Yeah, I what do. have you been watching lately? Anything good? Oh, I, yeah, I mean, I just saw, if you haven't seen it, De- it's called Death Note on Netflix. Oh yeah, I saw so that. good. I, saw that. Yeah. I thought it was pretty damn good. Did you see uh, A Quiet Place? I haven't seen it. Okay. I need to. Did you? Yes. Guys, both see it. I saw it. Um. I was gonna go watch Heredity this weekend, but I got too sick to go. But I'm gonna check that out soon. Yeah, I want to see that. It's supposed to be good. I mean, I haven't watched anything. Have I watched any? I watch so many, I need to document what I write. I watch. I try to do it on Facebook so I don't forget. But then I don't know how to get back to what I was watching <laughs> on Facebook. When you check in, you can't see. So where do you, uh, watch, where do you watch your stuff at? Are you, are you streaming everything now? Yeah, I'm streaming it. Cody <laughs> Box. I don't know. Please erase yeah. that if I'm going to get arrested. We <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're talking about. Um, I saw... Um, you know, I watch it on there, and some of them don't play yet. I don't know why. Yeah. I thought Get Out was pretty good. I don't know if you guys like that. Yeah, I liked it. 
It was pretty good. That I trying to think. My radar and I haven't seen it yet. I'm way behind. I it. thought it was pretty clever. You got to see it. It was okay. And then I like that split. I'm trying to, I'm like online looking. Remember split? Yeah. When he split. has like all those. That was good. Split, split was good. I liked it. It was really good. Nice, um, uh, nice twist as well. What is it? I, I said it had a nice twist. Oh, yeah. It did. So, Trippy. Not spoil anything, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of the better M. Not Shamalot movies, I thought. Yes, it is. And that. He was scary, that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw that one Cloverfield or experiment, or there was a paradox. couple Clover. Yeah, I like that. You like the Paradox one? I thought it was okay. Yeah, I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, didn't, it didn't do much for me. Uh, I liked the Cloverfield Lane. Oh, that was great. Yeah, that was good. Cloverfleer Lane was excellent. Yeah. I mean, you just didn't know. You did not know right. yeah. what was going on. If that girl was tripping out, you didn't know if John Goodman was telling the truth. So good. Yeah. I believe John Goodman the entire time because you did. No, I'm I'm being facetious. Uh, oh, no. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love me some John Goodman. So uh, I know. He's scary. I, I wanted to, to believe him, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, that new Halloween looks really good. The tra- yeah, I saw the trailer. Holy moly. I'm excited about it, even though they kind of done it before, I guess. With HGK, yeah. But, but you know, I mean, we got, we got, uh, we got What's-Her-Face back, Laurie Strode, she's back, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Jamie Lee. We got, uh, we got John Carpenter doing the music. Unreal. I mean, this is, it's, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Did you happen to see that Mother movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought it was, everybody hated it I, and they gave that review. I, I thought, I, I liked it. I like it too. I like it. Me too. It got it's, such bad reviews. I loved it. It's a very weird artsy movie. But, so weird. But I, yeah, and, and so definitely not for everybody, but yeah, I liked it. So weird, so interesting, so cool. The allegory is religious. How could you not like it? I don't get it. And then <laughs> ripping babies apart. How right. could you not like it? <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> and then I saw that red sparrow. Okay. It was okay. I, I saw that too. It was okay. It wasn't. It's not really my type of movie necessarily, but yeah, it was okay. It was okay. Um, I don't know what else is out there. I haven't seen anything new. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen anything, like, really new lately. I don't know what... I want to see the Solo movie. I heard it was bad. I don't, I don't know what to do. Did you I see that, Brad? I, I haven't. I was going to go, and then some plans fell through. I've, I've actually heard a couple people that I worked with that said it was, it was good. I think okay. it was some um, Star Wars fatigue, and I've been reading a few different articles that Disney might kind of tweak their strategy on... Uh, milking this cow dry so uh i thought the concept behind it you know han solo was one of the well-known characters i thought yeah I, I, when ron howard came on board that's when i was like okay i want to watch this yeah um, totally but uh I, i'm definitely wanting to see i'm trying to think of something that i was just blown away recently like something really good i haven't had you know, I haven't had one movie where I'm like, go out and see this. Mm-hmm. I always, like, try to watch all those Oscar winners. and okay. I love that. What did you think I... about Shape of Water? 
I thought it was interesting. I thought it was pretty good. I love Guillermo. And I, oh, speaking of him, he has that cartoon, um, Troll Hunters. It's really good. Um, Yeah, Clover, my daughter, and I have been watching it. Shape of Water was, it was clever. It was very clever. It. I like the scenery. It didn't make me, like, have any feelings, though. You know, usually I, I feel some type of way. I, like, get emotional. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have any feelings. You know, I didn't care if that guy, the creature, I didn't want him to be tortured, but I didn't care if he hooked up with that girl or not. <laughs> you know, just, what did I think was going to win? What did you think of Shape of Water? I, I liked it for just watching it myself. I mean, it did seem like an odd pick for uh, an Oscar movie, you know. Yes. Because while it is at its heart a drama, I mean, it is a creature feature. Uh, <laughs> so we get a little bit of, of horror there, I think. Um, I think it's just the time. I think it's, you know, you know, it was them against the Russians. And, and you know, we're just at a place in our society where they kind of latched on to different things. Uh, yeah, I thought three billboards had oh, it. Yes. Because I awesome. I know. I felt as I felt a, some type of way. I mean, I I had to have tissue. That movie kicked butt. Yeah, uh, it was so funny and so many twists and t- I mean, obviously, yeah. not, are not funny at all. But uh, yeah, it was it was great. Like definitely. so, they mu- they must have shape of water. I guess it was this cinematography i don't were they did they win because it's like kind of what's going on in society like being different and cast i don't know if it was more political i think it's very much political i think it was yeah even even get out well i like get out i think it's a good movie but yeah but i don't think it's a great movie yeah it was i don't think it's oscar movie i thought it was clever but i had no idea it would be nominated right but i just thought three billboards had it and i I could have bet you it did, and it didn't. <laughs> it was definitely that was definitely the most original of them that I. Oh saw. yeah, it was it was great. I mean, Woody Harrelson, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Rockwell, great. Oh, Sam Rockwell's amazing. Well, Gloria, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, but this was. I hope people find this interesting. It was very delightful to talk to someone about movies. Absolutely, that's. What I I'm hope worried. you edit it so it sounds fun and <laughs> next time I'll drink coffee if it's in the morning and I'll be more uppity <laughs> right right yeah we had a little bit of a time difference there because you're on the west coast and we're over here in central time yeah no I'm glad I could be here I have my boyfriend's grandson is here and he's still up I hear him and he's looking for me so okay okay all right, then we'll, we'll let you go. But we really, we do appreciate you coming on and talking uh, with us about art. Yes, it was my pleasure. Nice meeting both of you. I mean, nice meeting. I'm so tired. Nice speaking to both of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, take care. All right. Care. Thank you. Bye. Nice meeting you. Bye. All right, here we go. Okay, man. All right, so that was Gloria Ann. Good, good talking with her. Glad she came on board. Parts of art. Very much so. Uh, lovely lady, and uh, hopefully we'll have her back on sometime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, all right, man. You got anything else? I think, uh, I think that's all I've got. I do believe it's getting about time for uh, Mike Spikes. All right, man. Uh, load them up. Here we go.
Nico Case, and the song is called Bad Luck. This is off a brand new album called Hell On. Uh, I've been a fan of Nico Case for a really, really long time. And yeah, she's- I am familiar with Nico Case. I just didn't, I wasn't aware she had a new album. So Okay, yeah, just just came out. And it's pretty good. Uh, but I gotta tell you, man, there's um, the, one, the one album of hers that I really, really, absolutely love is uh, Furnace Room Lullaby. That's, uh, but she's got a lot of good albums. Tigers Have Spoken, that live one is great. Uh, the Virginian, that's one kind of before she got really big, I think, but it's pretty good. Blacklist is good. But this one this one is is, is very uh, listenable as well. She's, she's got an amazing voice. I, I love a lot of her songs. All right, here we go. Up next... I know I got a bad reputation And it isn't just talk, talk, talk If I could only give you everything You know I haven't got I couldn't have one conversation If it wasn't for the lies, lies, lies And still I wanna tell you Heard that one? <laughs> that sounds really familiar. I think this might have been on a, a soundtrack or a movie somewhere in the nineties. All right, that's all I can think of. Uh, yeah, the song is called "Bad Reputation." Artist is Freddie Johnston. Um, I can't really say much else about him. I, I think I have listened to a few more tracks on there. Nothing ever really stood out to me, but I do really love that song. Up next, you were. Sounded very Joan Jettish. I know that's not who it was. Joan Jettish, yeah. Um, band is called The Muffs. And the song what? Is called the Muffs. The Muffs. Okay. Yeah, The Muffs. This, uh, this song is called Agony. I could have probably played something. That. I think they had a song on the Clueless soundtrack that wasn't that one. Um, but they were, yeah, little little punk band that you know didn't get crazy big, but. I think Gloria would appreciate that one because uh, she used to be big in the punk scene. 
Um, but I like I like a lot of their stuff. It's uh, it's very much three three chord wonder stuff. Okay, up next. Suicide, it's a suicide. Suicide, it's a suicide. Suicide, it's a suicide. Suicide, it's a suicide. So you wanna die, commit suicide, down one eight hundred sign Was grave diggers. <laughs> grave digger. Grave diggers. Diggers. diggers, diggers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the thing about this song I thought was interesting is this one came out before, um, well, at least before ICP and all that darker rap stuff became popular. So this one was probably early '90s, maybe. And I got one more for you. Stranger Than Fiction by Bad Religion. I'm a, I'm a pretty big Bad Religion fan. They've got a bunch of albums and a bunch of really good stuff. Most of these guys are, or they were, professors, college professors. And so a lot of their lyrics are really, really smart. Hmm. Uh, but um, I, that, that album, Stranger Than Fiction, is, is probably my favorite. I think that's some uh, newer albums that are pretty good, too. Uh, a lot of older albums too, but I probably listen to that one the most. Um, and there's just other albums that there's certain songs I really love. Um, but yeah, they've got a whole, you know, a whole back catalog, and it's one of those, you know, like go find it for yourself if you really are interested. But yeah, it's it's good. It, 
but that's all I got for you, man. Another uh, another eclectic uh, mix on the old mics, but <laughs> yeah, trying to spread my wings. Um, well, I think uh, I think we've got another one in the books. Um, got anything else? That's it, man. That's all my vocal cords will allow. Well, uh, I think we'll let everyone uh, savor this episode, and hopefully, the next time we record. Uh, you won't be under the weather, so yeah, hopefully not. Um, and also check out our Facebook uh, parts of art pod pod. And uh, you know, if you're interested in being on this show with us and talking about some art with us, uh, hit us up. We'd, we'd like to chat with you, see if we can make that happen. Most definitely, most definitely. Um, but I guess if that's all we got, uh, then I guess this is uh. Goodbye to everyone and see you next week. Absolutely. Take care. All right. Take care. All right. Bye.